Welcome to episode 44 from Best Book Bits. Today I'll be sharing Brian Tracy, Maximum Achievement, strategies and skills that will unlock your hidden powers to succeed. This book was published in 1995 and weighing in at 356 pages. In Maximum Achievement, Brian gives you a powerful proven systems based on 25 years of research and practice that you can apply immediately to get better results in every area of your life. You learn ideas, concepts, and methods used by high-achieving people in every field, everywhere. You learn how to unlock your individual potential for personal greatness. You immediately become more positive, persuasive, and powerfully focused in everything you do. This is my take on the best book bits I found worth capturing. If you like what you hear, I strongly suggest you buy the book using the link in the description. So without further ado, I bring you Maximum Achievement. There is a proper combination of thoughts and actions that will enable you to accomplish almost anything you really want, and you can find that combination if you search for it. If you can determine exactly what it is you want, you can find out how others have achieved it before you. If you then do the same things they they have done, you'll achieve the same results they have. Whatever you want, you can have. If you want it badly enough and if you're willing to persist long enough and hard enough in doing what others have done to accomplish similar things before you. Nature understands no jesting. She's always true, always serious, always severe. She's always right and errors and faults are always those of many. The man incapable of appreciating her, she despises and only to adapt the pure and the true, does she resign herself and reveal her secrets. You must insist, study and emulate those who have already done what you want to do and achieve the results you want to achieve. I found that I could do anything I needed to know to become successful at anything that I really cared about. Knowledge made all things possible. Your future will become limited only by your imagination. All you need to do is learn how and to put what you learn into action. You can't hit a target you can't see. You can't accomplish wonderful things with your life if you have no idea what they are. You must first become absolutely clear about what you want if you are serious about unlocking the extraordinary power that lies within. Every success I've ever enjoyed came after I've taken the time to think through what my goal would look like when it was accomplished. You have to decide what your life would look like if you make it into a masterpiece. All great achievement begins with you deciding what it is you really want wholeheartedly to attain in it. Your first job is to create a blueprint, a clear picture of where you're going and what it will look like when you get there. The first of the seven ingredients of success and easily the most important is peace of mind. I couldn't give away what I didn't have. Abraham Lincoln said you can't help the poor by becoming one of them. The way to live happy, productive life is to achieve your own peace of mind by systematically eliminating the negative people, situations and emotions that make you unhappy. Peace of mind is the key. The second ingredient of success is health and energy. Your body is constructed in such a way that if you stop doing certain things to it, it often recovers and becomes healthy and energetic all by itself. If you achieve all kinds of things in the material world, but you lose your health or your peace of mind, you get little or no pleasure from your other accomplishments. The third ingredient of success is loving relationships. 
The fourth ingredient of success is financial freedom. To be financially free means that you have enough money so that you don't have to worry about it continually, as most people do. Fully 80% of the population are preoccupied with money problems. Many health problems are caused by stress and worry about money. Many problems in relationships are caused by money worries, and one of the main causes for divorce is arguments over money. The fifth ingredient of success is a worthy goals and ideals. To be truly happy, you need to have a clear sense of direction. You need a commitment to something bigger and more important than yourself. Happiness has been defined as the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. The sixth ingredient of success is self-knowledge and self-awareness. The seventh ingredient of success is a sense of personal fulfillment. Don't be concerned about the process of getting from where you are to where you want to go. For now, just focus on creating a vision of your perfect future. Failing to plan is planning to fail. First, life is hard. It always has been and it always will be. Second, everything you are or ever will be is up to you. Your life today is the sum total of all your choices, good and bad. If you want your future to be different, you have to make better choices. Third and perhaps the most important, you can learn anything you need to learn to become anyone you want to become, to achieve anything you want to achieve. There are few limitations and most of them are on the inside, not on the outside. If necessity is the mother of invention, then pain seems to be the father of learning. You have to both learn and unlearn a few things. Your future largely depends on what you learn and practice from this moment onward. Thought by thought, action by action, you will how to make your life a masterpiece. Superior men and women trust themselves at a deeper level. Theodore Roosevelt once said, Do what you can with what you have right where you are. The main reason for so much underachievement and frustration is simply that people do not know how to get the most out of themselves. Your subconscious mind is your central processing unit. The access points to your subconscious are both internal and external. Internally, you are affected by your thoughts, your mental pictures or imaginations, and your feelings. Externally, you're influenced by suggestive environments, by everything that registers on your conscious mind. You're affected by what you do, say, hear, see, read, watch, listen, and especially by the people you associate with and the conversation you participate in. Your main job in taking control of your life and your future is to become the conductor of your own orchestra. The law of control says that you feel positive about yourself to the degree which you feel you are in control of your own life. And you feel negative about yourself to the degree to which you feel that you are not in control or that you are controlled by some external force, person or influence. How you think about your, any situation determines how you feel, and your feelings determine your behavior. Self-discipline, self-mastery, self-control all begin with you taking control of your thinking. Eleanor Roosevelt said, No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. There are basically two ways you can get control of any situation that is causing you stress or unhappiness. First, you can take action. You can move forward and do something to change it. You can assert yourself in a situation and make it different somehow. And second, you can simply walk away. 
You can often regain control by letting go of a person or a situation and getting busy doing something else. The law of cause and effect says that for every effect in your life, there is a specific cause. There are specific causes of success and there are specific causes of failure. There are specific causes for health and for illness. There are specific causes for happiness and unhappiness. Insanity has been defined as doing the same thing in the same way and expecting to get different results. Thoughts are causes and conditions are effects. Your thoughts are the primary causes of the conditions of your life. Everything in your experience has begun with a thought of some kind, yours and someone else's. Everything you are or ever will be will, will be a result of the way you think. If you change the quality of your thinking, you can change the quality of your life. The change in your outer experience will follow the change in your inner experience. If you sow the right causes, you reap the desired effects. The law of belief says that whatever your beliefs with feeling becomes your reality. Your beliefs give you a form of tunnel vision. They edit out and cause you to ignore incoming information that is inconsistent with what you have decided to believe. You do not necessarily believe what you see, but you see what you believe. Your beliefs set you up for either success or failure. Perhaps the biggest mental roadblocks that you will ever have to overcome are those contained in self-limiting beliefs. These are beliefs you have to limit you in some way. They hold you back by stopping you from even trying. If you believe it strongly enough, it becomes your reality. We too easily accept that we are limited in some way. Henry Ford said, if you believe that you can do a thing, or if you believe you cannot, in either case, you are right. The law of expectation says that whatever you expect with confidence becomes your own self-fulfilling prophecy. What you get is not necessarily what you want in life, but what you expect. W. Clement Stone is famous for being an inverse paranoid. This is someone who believes that the universe is conspiring to do him good. An inverse paranoid sees every situation as being heaven sent, either to confer some belief or teach some valuable lessons to help make him successful. You can never rise any higher than your expectations of yourself. Always expect the best of yourself. The power of the positive expectation alone can change your whole personality and your life as well. The law of attraction says that you are a living magnet. You invariably attract into your life people and situations in harmony with your dominant thoughts. Like attracts like. Sow a thought and you reap an act. Sow an act and you reap a habit. Sow a habit and you reap a character. Sow a character and you reap a destiny. As within, so without. Outer world is a reflection of your inner world. By their fruits ye shall know them. Your external world of manifestations corresponds with your internal world of thought and emotion. Everything is from the inner to the outer. Goethe says, one must be something to be able to do something. You must become a different person on the inside before you see different results on the outside. Emerson wrote, What you are shouts at me so loudly I can't hear a word you're saying. You always come across to others as you really are. And the only way you can permanently change the outer things is to change the inner things. William James wrote, The greatest revolution of my life is the discovery of that individuals can change the outer aspects of their lives by changing the inner attitudes of their minds. 
Your thoughts, vividly imagined and repeated, charged with emotion, become your reality. Thoughts are things. You act in a manner consistent with what you are thinking most of the time. You eventually become what you think about. And if you change your thinking, you can change your life. Everything that happens in your life first begins and takes place in the form of thought. Everything you become and accomplished is determined by the way you think, by the way you use your mind. As you begin changing your mind, you begin changing your life. Inborn attributes plus acquired attributed multiplied by your attitude equals your individual human performance. Since the quality of your attitude can be improved almost without limit, even a person with average inborn attributes and average acquired attributes can perform at a high level if he or she has a very positive mental attitude. Your attitude is under the direct control of your will. You can decide what is going to be every minute of every day. Earl Nightingale referred to attitude as the most important word in the language. Your attitude is one of the best indicators of the person you really are inside. Epicurus wrote, Circumstances do not make the man, they merely reveal him himself. Your attitude is determined by your expectations. Your expectations about yourself and your life are very powerful. They exert an immense influence on your personality. You can manufacture your own expectations by deciding to do so. Your self-concept is the bundle of beliefs about yourself and about every part of your life and your world. The law of beliefs says that your beliefs determine your reality because you always see the world through a screen of prejudices formed by your belief structure. You can always act in a manner consistent with your self-concept, consistent with the bundle of beliefs that you have acquired from the infancy outward. If you change your beliefs in any area of your life, you begin immediately to change in that area. Your expectations, your attitudes, your behavior, and your results all change. By deliberately changing your self-concept, your true potential becomes unlimited. The comfort zone is the great enemy of human potential. Your comfort zone becomes habits of living that are hard to break. Your self-image is the way you see yourself and the way you think about yourself. And as you go about your daily activities, you always behave consistently with the picture you hold of yourself on the inside. The process of self-image modification is one of the fastest and most dependable ways to improve your performance. Your self-esteem is how you feel about yourself. The first is how valuable and worthwhile you feel about yourself and how much you like and accept yourself as a good person. The second factor determining your level of self-esteem is your feeling of self-efficacy. How competent and how capable you feel you are, I, whatever you do. The more you like and respect yourself, the better you perform in everything you do. There are two rules of self-esteem and self-liking. Rule number one is that you can never like or love anyone else more than you like or love yourself. You can't give away what you don't have. Rule number two is that you can never expect anyone else to like or love you more than you like or love or respect yourself. The foundation of personality is laid down in first three to five years of life. Most personality problems in life are the result of love withheld. And the fear of rejection is the second major reason for failure and underachievement in adult life. The greatest problems of human life is fear. It is fear that robs us of happiness. 
It is fear that causes us to settle for far less than we're capable of. It is fear that is the root cause of negative emotions, unhappiness, and problems in relationships. The only good thing about fear is that is anything good is that it is learned and because of this, it can be unlearned. You become what you think about most of the time. Your dominant thoughts and aspirations become your reality. You have created your life today all by your previous thinking. You are where you are and what you are because of yourself. You can change your future at any time by taking control of your conscious mind from this point forward. To achieve different results, you must become a different person. You must change your goals and ideals for yourself and develop a new self-image. You must become a new person on the inside to permanently experience the good you desire on the outside. Moving out of your comfort zone can be so nerve-wracking. In fact, most people never do it until they are forced to. Both all growth and progress requires you to move out of your comfort zone into the direction of something bigger and better. You must consciously and deliberately counter the pull of the comfort zone as you move upward and onward towards even higher levels of accomplishment. Psychocellariasis is your natural tendency to fall in love with your own ideas and then vigorously defend them against anything new. Mental flexibility is the mark of a superior person. Virtually everything you do is the result of habit. Probably 95% of your actions and reactions are automatic, unconscious responses to your physical and human environments. Your habits are major obstacles to you becoming the kind of person you want to be. In the absence of an outside force or a definite decision on your part to do something different, you'll keep on doing very much the same thing indefinitely. Habits are only good as long as they serve you, as long as the effects is to continually enrich and improve your life. As Shakespeare wrote, there is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Bad habits are easy to form, but hard to live with. Good habits are hard to form, but easy to live with. Your job is to form good habits and make them your masters. All habits are learnable, and they can therefore be unlearned. Thoughts or actions you repeat often become a new habit. You can develop any habit you consider desirable or necessary. Your emotions are the energizing forces behind your thoughts. The law of emotion states that 100% of your decisions and subsequent actions are based on emotions. The more you desire or fear something, the more likely you are to attract it into your life. A thought without an emotion behind it has no power to influence you one way or the other. First, you must sincerely want to change. The starting point of change, of accomplishment, anything different or better, is desire. And desire is always personal. The starting point of you becoming a new and better person is for you to feel that the change is desirable or necessary or both. Second, you must be willing to change. You must be willing to let go of the old person in order to become the new person. Third, you must be willing to make efforts. What you're aiming for is a fundamental long-term improvement in your life. It takes an adult between 14 and 21 days to develop a new habit of thought, a new neural groove in the brain. Patience in self-development is the key. You are continually evolving and growing and developing in the direction of your dominant thoughts. Your visual images become your reality. 
How often you visualize a particular future event, goal, or behavior has a powerful impact on your thinking, feelings, and acting. People who accomplish extraordinary things visualize their desired results continually. They think about what they want to accomplish all the time. The second element in visualization is vividness. This refers to the clarity to which you see something in your imagination. The third dimension of visualization is intensity. This refers to the amount of emotion that you combine with your mental pictures. Ralph Waldo Emerson wrote, Nothing great was ever achieved without enthusiasm. Your subconscious mind cannot tell the difference between a real experience and one that you vividly imagine. Use visualization to flood your mind at every opportunity with the pictures of your ideal life. One way of doing this is to create a treasure map to look at. Design a poster for your wall with either your photographs or a picture, headlines and quotations from magazines and newspapers, and paste paste them all over the poster. Create a powerful visual representation of the ingredients that symbolize success and achievement for you. All improvement in your life begins with an improvement in your mental picture. Your mental pictures trigger thought, feelings, words, and actions consistent with them. All change is from the inner to the outer. All change begins in the self-concept. You must become the person you want to be on the inside before you see the appearance of this person on the outside. You cannot change habits overnight. Standing in front of a mirror and saying very clearly and emotionally, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it, is a powerful way to build up your confidence for the coming challenger. Act in the part, walk, talk, and act exactly as if you're already the person you desire to be. Act as though you had the money in the bank already. The power of this technique is explained by the law of reversibility. This law states that when you feel positive and optimistic, your feelings will generate actions and behaviors consistent with them. Fake it until you make it. As you improve your inner understanding, you improve your outer results. Make no useless acquaintances. You become what you teach. In fact, you only really know something to the degree in which you can teach it to someone else and have them understand and apply it in their own lives. You'll become what you think about most of the time. Your outer world corresponds to your inner world. What happens to you depends to the greater degree on what is happening inside you. Your external experience is a reflection of your internal thought patterns. Over time, you're creating your life the mental equivalent of your innermost conviction about yourself and what is possible for you. Develop an unshakable belief in your ability to overcome all obstacles and reach some great height. Work smarter to use more of my mental powers rather than more of my physical powers to achieve my goals. Your conscious mind is your objective or thinking mind. It has no memory and can only hold one thought at a time. Your subconscious mind is like a huge memory bank. Its capacity is virtually unlimited. It permanently stores everything that ever happens to you. The function of your subconscious mind is to store and retrieve data. A major difference between leaders and also-rans is that superior men and women are always stretching themselves, pushing themselves out of their comfort zones. They are very aware how quickly the comfort zone in any area becomes a rut. They know that complacency is the great enemy of creativity and future possibilities. For you to grow and to get out of your comfort zone, you have to be willing to feel awkward and uncomfortable doing it the first few times. 
Your bigger battle is almost always with yourself and your bigger challenge is breaking free of your old habitual ways of thinking and acting. Ralph Waldo Emerson, a man becomes what he thinks about most of the time. The Law of Relaxation. This law states that in all mental workings, effort defeats itself. Verbalize and affirm your desired outcome. Visualize and clearly see the outcome you desire in the situation. Emotionalize your combined affirmation and visualization by creating the feeling that you will actually experience. Release the situation completely. The five steps to achieving the law of reversibility are Number one, verbalize, articulating in words the desired outcome. Number two, visualize, creating a clear mental picture of what the outcome will look like. Three, emotionalized, creating in yourself the feeling of satisfaction that would accompany the resolved situations. Number four, realizing all concerned while you turn your mind to other things. And finally, five, realization, the appearance of the solution or the achievement of your goal. Writing is a very powerful way to imprint your goals on your subconscious mind. The more often you write out your goals, the more rapidly they materialize. Use a spiral notebook and write them down every day. Writing and rewriting your goals convinces you more and more they are attainable. Your subconscious mind cannot tell the difference between a real experience and one that you can vividly imagine. Write out your goals, one per card, in clear present tense language. Review them twice a day using the standard affirmation technique until you see your goals materializing around you. Success begins with you exercising your power of choice to take systematic, purposeful control over the thoughts you hold in your conscious mind. To become all you can be, you must live more consciously. You must become more alert, more aware, and more awake. The ability to set goals and to make plans for their accomplishment is the master skill of success. Success equals goals and all else is commentary. Intense goal orientation is the essential characteristics of high-achieving men and women in every study, in every field. Like most people, I was moving randomly through life, reaching and responding rather than focusing and concentrating. Goals are the fuel in the furnace of achievement. A person without goals is like a ship without a rudder, drifting aimlessly and always in danger of ending up on the rocks. Your brain has within itself a goal-seeking mechanism that guides and directs your unerie over time toward the accomplishment of your objectives. Your only limitation is your desire. How badly do you want it? The one with the greatest intensity of purpose will always win over the other. The famous oil billionaire, H.L. Hunt, who went bankrupt raising cotton in Arkansas and went on to build a fortune of several billion and become one of the world's richest men, was once asked the formula for his success. He said that in America, you only need two things to be successful. First, he said, decide exactly what it is you want. Most people never do that. Second, determine the price you're going to have to pay to get it and then resolve to pay that price. The great weakness of most people is that even if they had some idea of what they want, they had never sat down and thought through what it would take to get it and whether or not they are willing to pay the price. In order to get whatever you desire, 
However you define it, you must pay the price in full. You must sow before you reap. You have to pay the full price in advance. Success is not like going to a restaurant where you can pay the bill after you've enjoyed the dinner. The success that you desire requires payment in full, in advance, every single time. The life you're enjoying today is a reflection of the price you've paid up to now. The greatest single enemy of your potential for great, greatest success and achievement is your comfort zone, your tendency to get stuck in a rut and then resist all change, even positive change, that would force you out of it. Everyone naturally fears and avoids change. We want things to stay the same, but simultaneously to get better. However, all growth, all process, all adv- advancement requires change. All change is inevitable. In spite of anything you do, life never goes on the same way for very long. It is always changing in one direction or another. Things are either getting better for you or getting worse, but they never stay the same. Goals are causes. Health, happiness, freedom, and prosperity are effects. The primary cause of success in life is the ability to set and achieve goals. Whenever you have a bad day, think about your goals. Less than 3% of men and women have their goals in writing. Fewer than 1% of them read and review their goals regularly. Most people seem to have no idea just how important goals are. The first reason people don't set goals is that they are simply not serious. They are talkers instead of doers. The only way you can tell what a person really believes is by actions not words. It is not what you say or what you intend or what you wish or hope or pray for, but only what you do that counts. One person who will take action is worth 10 brilliant talkers who do nothing. Remember, only action is action and nothing else counts for much. The second reason people don't 